0: This universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough.
1: Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm your other host, Evan. And we're joined by the third host today, Axel the Cat. Axel, my baby. He's sitting on my lap.
2: My handsome son.
1: He's, our, he's our, one of our kittens. He's the goodest boy. Uh, Ronnie couldn't make it, so we uh, have Axel filling in. Yeah. Axel's going to be largely quiet, but
2: uh, he's... He's the strong silent type, by which I mean the strong purring loudly type. He's here and he's helping. He's helping so good. Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only
1: lasted for a single season, if you couldn't tell by our uh, introductions. And we are currently covering the TV show Wonderfalls. We just started it. And because we didn't have Ronnie to steer the ship, we just covered episodes one and two. One was titled Wax Lion, and two was titled Pink Flamingo. And wait. Did we? No we didn't watch Pink Flamingos. We watched one and three. Yeah. Oh. So we watched episodes one and three of Wonderfalls and we're still gonna do this podcast. <laughs> uh, so
2: yeah, we I covered don't covered Wax Lion and Karma Chameleon. Yeah, so I don't know why. Maybe this was some sort of situation like with the Black Donnellys where one didn't air or something, but uh, yeah. in the the medium that we viewed the show, Wonder Falls. Which was on YouTube. It's all don't, on YouTube. Don't you, don't. Is that illegal? Uh, probably.
1: Oh, well, well, take it up with
2: YouTube. <laughs> um, Yeah, so we watched... It's... Look... Look, we're all real tired. We all been real busy. Andy and I just got back from Star Wars celebration, and Ronnie's not here. So while Ronnie was away, we misbehaved and we only watched two episodes. That's how it's gonna be. Yep, and we watched them out of order.
1: But before we get into that, we got to do a bit.
2: Oh, what's the bit?
1: Well, I figured because it's just you and me here, we could do something a little saucy. Oh, well? something a little, something a little romantic. No. Well? You have to say what your favorite thing about me is, and I'll say what my favorite thing about you is because we love each other.
2: That's not very funny, that's just cute. No,
1: it's it's saucy, so that's all it's a little sensual. Is that saucy? Yeah, I mean, depends on what you say.
2: Um, hmm. Um, my, my favorite thing about you is that Axel loves you because that's a, a, a clear indicator that uh, you're the right person for me.
1: Axel loves everyone.
2: No, he loves you and me. If you say
1: so. Um, I think my favorite thing about you, Evan, is that you are, uh, you are endlessly uh, talented and that whatever you put your... Your little heart to do, you do excellently. And if you don't, you keep trying until you figure out how to do it perfectly. And whether that's being a, a provider for a family or a cosplayer or a podcaster or, um, I don't know, just a, just a good person. You, you always set your mind to do the best that you can. And I respect it a lot.
2: Oh, you're just so good. My favorite thing about you is that you're always sticking up for me and sticking up for what you believe in.
1: I almost punched a Wookiee in the face for you at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, you did. I I'm got- glad
2: that you didn't, but that that dude that dude was being a douche. I was ready to take that motherfucker down. Oh.
1: It would have been like in the Forced Unleashed games where that Grand Moff was hunting Wookiees and like wearing their pelts. I was ready to fuck that guy up.
2: <laughs> well, anyway... I love you. If you mess
1: with Evan, I don't care how big you are or if you can rip people's arms out of their sockets. I'll take you motherfucking down. Evan, why don't you tell us about the
2: episodes we watched of Wonderfalls? I can do that. So uh, the premise of Wonderfalls is that there is a a young woman named Jay who works in a souvenir shop in uh, Niagara Falls I assume the Canadian side, because the New York side is kind of trashy. No offense, New York side. Um, and when people use the wishing fountain outside the gift shop, uh, their wish, like, becomes sentient and possesses an object, and, like, then that object, uh, pressures Jay into doing something good to help that person, which is a very weird premise. I mean, the the inanimate objects just essentially, like, talk to her and try to make her do something useful with her life instead of sitting around being grumpy and working at a convenience store. Or not a convenience store, a, a souvenir shop, I guess. So, um, in the first episode, it, like, this this concept is established. The little wax lion, like, tries to get her to help this woman who was a douche and, like, she's trying to help the delivery guy get a date, so she sets him up with her sister. And the date goes real bad, but the delivery guy, um, he has an allergic reaction to something and then winds up in the hospital and then uh, meets a nurse and, like, falls head over heels for her. So, in a convoluted way, Jay succeeded.
1: And her sister fell in love, too.
2: Well, her sister based on the next couple of episodes had like a one night stand with okay. the you the delivery guy's ex-wife and then went back to questioning her sexuality, I guess.
1: I don't think she's questioning it. She's keeping it a secret from her family.
2: Oh, okay. It's a little bit unclear because in the next episode it gets brought up as a joke a couple of times. But yeah, so her her quest from the uh the random toy objects in the souvenir shop is to help a woman who is a douche to her and then help the delivery guy find a date, which she did both in kind of convoluted ways Um, and then episode 3, which we thought was episode 2 for some reason gotta look into that, gotta look into why episode 2 doesn't exist apparently but um, this girl comes to town and she has a stutter and she says that she can't get a job because she has a stutter, and the the toy that is her avatar for, like, Jay's good person quest to this episode uh, keeps saying, like, get her words out. And so Jay thinks she's supposed to help this girl with her stutter, but it turns out she's, like, uh, either an aspiring journalist or a journalist overcome by the pressures of her job. It's not really clear, to be honest, because they keep spinning what this girl's motives are, like, surprise, I'm a journalist, surprise, I'm not really a journalist, I'm just trying to to get to know you and be friends, surprise, I'm not really your friend, I, I actually am a journalist, and I was telling the truth before, but I have decided not to be a journalist, it was a little weird, but anyway, the the solution was that Jay wrote the article for this, this other young woman who was having a hard time doing journalism, I guess, and it wasn't about her stutter. It was about, like, expressing herself in words as a journalist. And so Jay wrote the article and submitted it under her name, and it gave her the confidence to... It gave the, the other girl the confidence to go back to journalism or start journalism or... or Something Achieve like that. her goal. Yeah. yeah. So, Beb. Yeah. Bebliest Beb. Mm-hmm. Um, are these, are these two episodes, uh, working for you?
1: Um, I think so.
2: It's a very weird
1: show, and, uh, while I was not super invested while I was watching, because I was looking through pictures from Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> um...
2: Don't, don't let them see behind the curtain like that, babe. Don't, we're, we're professionals. I,
1: I was super invested the whole time. Uh-huh. Um... I wasn't super invested while we were watching, I'm not going to lie. But uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, it's it's a very weird show, and I appreciate that it's very weird. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, was, or the third episode, was very confusing, though.
2: Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear, it wasn't confusing because we missed an episode. They're all, like, fully self-contained. Yeah. It was just confusing because the writing was weird. Very, very weird. Hey, Evan. Yes, dear. Is, uh, Episodes 1 slash Episodes 3 of Wonderfalls working for you? I'm gonna give it a kind of just barely a yes, but mostly because I really love the cast and I kind of conceptually love the premise and I'm hoping they'll kind of, like, tighten it up, you know, button it up as we go along, make it a little bit more, a little easier to follow. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a, a just barely, but a yes. Yes.
0: Oh, it's me, Axel the Cat. Just kidding. It's me, Ronnie. I have not been turned into a cat named Axel, nor am I being replaced by a cat named Axel as much as my other hosts would want that to happen. I am foiling their kitty cat plans and probably making the rest of the internet sad, because who would not want a podcast hosted by a cat? Axel will always be a part of our podcast, and I will be back next week. But I wanted to jump in real quick to tell you about trans artists of the day. We are always looking for new art in life. It is what makes life worth living. And of course, in looking for that art, we want to support the artists who create it. And I have good news for you and you and you. You can go to Twitter right now and find Danny Pastelbird Casanova. Uh, they are at, at pastalbird, P-A-S-T-A-L bird on Twitter. Juniper, they are at, at junibug, that's at underscore J-U-N-I-I-B-U-G. And you can find Jams Done. They are at, at Jams Ken Draw on Twitter. All of these wonderful artists you can find on Twitter and on the feed of trans artists of the day. I was checking out Juniper's Twitter earlier, and I was delighted to see all of my favorite video game characters. I saw a little bit of Ness, I saw a little bit of Sonic, I saw a little bit of, of a of a cute little toon link, and they were all created in styles that are very different than the art style in which they were originally developed and so i love that that new fun hot take on the the best of all my favorite video game characters you can find those wonderful art pieces and more on her twitter at underscore j-u-n-i-i bug and on Instagram at J-U-N-I-I Bug. And you can find even more amazing artists to follow at Trans Artists of the Day on Twitter. You can find them at Trans underscore Artists. That's at Trans underscore Artists. Go check them out. There's always tremendous content in visual, audio, performing arts, all of the artists that you can want, all of the art that you can handle. And it is at trans underscore artists on Twitter. And always remember, stay kind to yourself and others. And also remember, I am not a cat named Axel.
1: Or am I? Meow. Hey, Reed.
2: Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of
1: you out there in podcast land.
0: This is what you call it—a
2: podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of nerdiness.
0: Here's what people are saying about it. Oh, have you heard of the
2: what you call it? Hey, that—that
1: that is my favorite podcast it is right now. So good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish.
2: Well, I can't believe that for a second.
1: You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things.
2: A Midwest fancy?
0: Thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs>
2: You're going to love it, though. Oh, you're
0: just going to love it. Have you
2: heard Brittany talk about being from California? Have
1: you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest?
2: Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, would you just listen to the the
1: show? Don't take their word. Take a
2: listen to the show.
0: Blah, blah, blah. We're the show.
2: And remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouse. Listen. From lunarlightstudio.com. So do you want to say positives um <laughs> I'm I'm the wrong person to ask because I only ever bitch about things that's my thing
1: let's say positives okay
2: okay okay Lee Pace is in it Lee Pace is in it Lee Pace oh what a what a man what an icon he's he's very good he's so good now, here's a negative. He's barely in it, unfortunately. He plays the main character's older brother.
1: But every scene he's
2: in is great. It is. It's also a, a young Lee Pace, a, a freshly bottled Lee Pace. He hasn't aged. Yeah, he's... He, hasn't, he hasn't got that fine patina on him. That's not a wine term. I'm mixing metaphors. Don't worry about it. Look, don't worry about it. Lee Pace gets hotter as he gets older, is what I'm saying. Hotter, and his, oh, his whole aura. He's sadder looking. Uh, he's very happy looking mm, in this show. Yeah. He's mm, not mm. tortured, like I like my Lee Pace. But no, he's still very good. He's yeah. still a good, good boy, and I love his face. Um, I appreciate the look at Retail life. Mm-hmm.
1: It's very accurate.
2: Oh, it is very real everyone,
1: everyone that comes into your store when you work in retail is a fucking idiot and is out to get you.
2: Yeah, there was this one. Uh, I used to work at Joanne Fabrics for a brief period of time, and uh, there was a woman in the show Wonderfalls who bought a, a Nerf gun, essentially, and the packaging was all tore up, and she like slammed it down on the counter and was like, I bought this and it doesn't work. And uh I need a new one, but I need to make sure this one works before I leave the store. And the, like the woman had clearly broken it, you know, like it, like was, it was it was a piece of like it she had ripped all the packaging and like broken the thing. And she was like demanding to take another one out of the package and like test it before she took it with her and like I was I was like having war flashbacks watching that happen because people would bring in fabric that they had like spilled shit on or like washed or like cut into pieces for a, a clothing pattern already and then like would come and try and return it and I was like what are you doing So yeah very relatable that that portion of the writing is good the retail Every, every
1: retail pit is is very good Yeah
2: yeah also the the unbearable manager who just like it's kind of so much it's kind of a twit and like you know just is really anal about the rules and stuff. Yeah, that's very that's very good.
1: My uh, my family every year does a Christmas card, and uh, they also do a family calendar that they give to like the grandparents and. Uh, my older, my oldest sibling is my sister, and she was always the best child. And she always got like double the pictures in the family calendar than my brother and I. Uh, and I think there was one year where her, uh, her husband was in more pictures than my brother or I, which we were just like, "Are you freaking kidding me? The in law is in more pictures in the family calendar than us." And so when Jay was. Uh, like, shorted the words in the back of of her mother's book's bio where, like, her uh, brother got, like, 25 words and her sister got, like, 22 words and she got five. Uh, I felt like that was also uh, a very good, like, sibling writing. Like, being the youngest and, like, being shortchanged like that.
2: Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's reminiscent of every family gathering... Where you feel like the family disappointment, you know, like yeah. your brother's a doctor and your sister's a lawyer and your cousin is getting a degree in, I don't know, astrophysics or something and you're just like, yeah, and then this is my other child who folds t-shirts yep. like, so yeah, that's very relatable. Yeah, that was good. Um, What else do we like? Um, first episode there was a queer. Oh yeah, there was a queer in the first episode. Um, Jay's sister Jay sets her sister up on a date with the delivery guy, like I mentioned, and uh, whose the, whose wife had left him after he realized uh she was not attracted to men. Mm-hmm. The delivery guy is like flirting a little like, hard, and Jay's sister keeps being like, I'm not interested, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. And then finally, she's like, I'm a lesbian. I don't like you because I'm a lesbian. And, like, Jay thinks it's, like, a joke, or, like, she's she's lying to the dude to get him to, like, leave her alone, basically. And we as the audience are not quite sure if she's lying or if she's really a lesbian, but then... They take the dude to the hospital because, like I said, he has a peanut allergy in the middle of dinner, and um, his ex-wife is there, and uh, Jay's sister and her, like, start flirting and, like, go home together, and then, like, the the ex-wife doesn't turn up again. I don't know if they're still dating or not, but that was kind of a nice surprise where I thought, like, it was going to be a, you know get this dude to leave me alone, like, lie that we, the audience, were supposed to find funny, but no, she's actually a lesbian, or is at least questioning her sexuality, because in the next episode, like, she denies being a lesbian, but we're not sure if she's just not out to her family, or if she's in denial, or what. Yeah. There's definitely lesbian content, regardless of how Jay's sister specifically identifies, definitely some... Uh, some women loving women action,
1: and I think my biggest positive overall of this weird, quirky show
2: is just that it is, it is bizarre. Yeah, I mean, high high on the scale of like just really fucking weird. Yeah, I, I think uh, a big complaint with shows we watch on
1: *Endeared* pending is that. It, they're not weird enough or different enough, and that they play it safe. And nothing about Wonderfalls thus far is safe.
2: It is, it is very strange. Yeah. Can we can we segue into negatives? Yeah, I think we can. Okay. I mean, we can circle back around to positives because I think more will come up. To be honest with you, because yeah. there is some there's some little gems hidden in this show. But I find the uh, the method by which this, like, supernatural power works to be weird. Like, it's not just, like, all of the objects in the store start talking one day and Jay sort of develops relationships with them as time goes on. That's what I expected when I first heard the show, was that, like, one day she would just, like... The objects would start talking to her, and she would, like, over the course of the show, like, develop some kind of relationship with them, and they would have a personality. Like, the little bits and bobs would have some kind of personality. But the actual uh, mechanism is that when someone makes a wish in the fountain outside, one of the objects starts talking randomly, and it basically pesters Jay into like helping them fulfill their wish.
1: It's not even just one though cuz when she went to see her therapist, the monkey on the desk was also talking.
2: Yeah. So like
1: but it it only does ever seem to be one at a time. Mhm. And just I guess whichever one is closest to her manifests or something. Mhm. But like none of the objects talk to each other mm-hmm. or anything like that either.
2: Yeah, and none of, there's never even, like, multiple ones talking to her at once or yeah. anything like that. So, um, yeah, and also the objects don't really have a a personality except that they're annoying. Yeah. Um, they all, like, I think, uh, I can't tell if all of them are voiced by the same person, but two of them are definitely, like, doing the same voice. Yeah, they're doing the same affectation. Yeah, and so it almost seems like the same personality is just bouncing from toy to toy and like the the CGI they they don't just like start talking in her head like the objects animate and like move and make facial expressions the the CGI is quite bad it's like 2003 or and, something and all of the voices are very like unsettling and weird so it's not like charming like you you develop an attachment to the toys I was expecting kind of like an island of misfit weird shit situation, but like, no, the toys are just like a little little bit ominous and like threatening even because like one, I don't know why she takes it home with her, but she takes this little like wax lion home with her and it just like talks all night, like bothering her to try to do something about this delivery guy who needs to get a date or whatever. Yeah, so I, I don't actually like the the objects. I, I like the idea of the objects talking, but I don't think it's executed as well as it could Also, be. they're not particularly, like, helpful
1: or clear about anything. And yeah. I know that, like, presumably Jay is also, like, trying to learn lessons through all of this. But in, in that second episode we watched, for them to just be like, help her get her words out, like, that... That doesn't mean fucking anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How is Jay supposed to know what that means?
2: Yeah. It was already a confusing enough episode and that oh, just made yeah, it- Yeah, that episode was very confusing. Yeah, so the problem with that episode, like I mentioned, is just that like it kept it kept twist like it kept trying to It had like four or five twists. Yeah, it had four or five quote unquote
1: twists. At one was, point you think she's maybe like a serial killer trying to like steal her life. Mm-hmm. She's like an undercover reporter, and then she's not, but she is, and...
2: Her name is she's, Bianca. And she's we keep obsessed. Saying, we keep saying her, the main character, is also a yeah. woman, but, like, the, the, the stalker slash journalist, in this case, is named Bianca, and, like, also, sometimes she has a stutter, and sometimes she doesn't have a stutter, and we're still, like, she insists that she's not faking it, and then... It seems like maybe she is faking it, and then she insists that she's not. And like, we still don't know what this girl's deal is by the end of the episode. Yeah. Like, there keeps being like we kept watching it and thinking it was like wrapping up, and then it would be like, dun, dun, duh, another twist. Now we have to resolve this thing. So, yeah, not not good. Not a great not great writing in that episode. Yeah. Uh <sighs> not enough Lee Pace. That's a big complaint. Yeah, I could always use more Lee Pace. I'm gonna, like I said, we're probably gonna cycle back to positives. Uh, I like that Jay lives in a trailer. Yeah. And, like, is fine with that. Like, I mean, she's, she's portrayed as, like, somebody who kind of can't get her shit together, and that's juxtaposed against her extremely successful, like, jet-setting family... Her like perfect brother and sister. Like one of them is a is like studying world religions and has a doctorate, and the other one is like a lawyer, and like her dad is like, I don't know, a politician or something. He yeah. wears a suit all the time. Her mom is like a, a best selling author. Jay just has this trailer that she has decked out real nice. Like in like she's It is a rad, it like, is a rad apartment. Yeah, it's a rad... It is, in fact, like, a a camper. Like, one of those, uh, like, metal capsule campers that she has just, like, decked the fuck out. And, like, the the sort of ongoing theme is that she's, like, dissatisfied with her life. But, um, like... Honestly, she doesn't seem to have a lot of, like, self-confidence issues or anything. She mostly just hates her job and hates that, like, her family... Shits on her all the time, basically. And
1: she she seems like anyone in their 20s to hate everyone, mm-hmm. which I find very relatable.
2: Yeah. Jay is very funny. Yeah,
1: Jay is a great protagonist. Uh,
2: I like that actress, and I'm pretty sure that it's um, Alana Bloom from Hannibal, but, like, much younger. I but it, it, the actress is is very good. Yeah. She's doing a great job and it's a very, it's hard to pull off because like it, it's such a weird premise, but she's, she is managing it. Yeah, she's selling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like, it's, it is a little hard to parse one's thoughts on this show because I still don't quite, I still don't quite get it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still don't quite get where they're going. I like that it's episodic, because, you know, I find shows like that much easier to digest. And, like, I'm very very interested in the idea. I just don't- the writing seems very rough, so we'll see. I feel like the premise would have worked better with
1: 23-minute episodes instead of 42, to be honest.
2: Yeah, you're probably very right.
1: But uh, we'll see how this format works for it as we continue deeper on into Wonderfalls. Wonderfalls. Real quick, Wondering some housekeeping. Falls. We have broke over 5,000 lessons. Woo-woo! So thank you everyone who has uh, listened to Ending Pending. Thank you even more if you have subscribed. And left us a review on iTunes. Those both help immensely. And thank you even more if you have shared us. Whether you heckled a friend to listen or you shared us on your social media platform of choice. Whether that be Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, if you've given us a shout out, we really appreciate it. That helps us more than anything else. We, we love it when people share our shit. So thank you very much. And if you haven't yet, it's not too late. Yeah. Uh, because guess what? I, I feel like from here on out, any, any number we reach is, is real exciting. Uh, breaking 5,000 is huge and, uh, we're only going to keep growing if you keep, uh, giving us love. So please continue to share us and support us. And we really appreciate it. Yeah. Also in line with that, we got another review on, uh, the iTunes. Another review. Another review. Uh, Charlie Arlett uh, left us five stars on April 12th, 2019. And uh, this wonderful person said, Such a wonderful podcast that's perfect to listen to while working on anything. The hosts are wonderful and funny and have great insights on the shows they comment on. Highly recommend. Oh, and Thank you. Yeah, that was real short, real sweet, and I loved it.
2: And, uh, my little heart
1: yeah, it makes me feel real warm and fuzzy, and I just want to uh, say thanks to Charlie for, for leaving us that great review, and um, I'm pretty sure this is the same Charlie that did uh, that does Trans Artist of the Day on Twitter, and uh, we did a- That's where I know commercial. that name yeah we, we did a, a sponsored ad for them, and they also did Art of My D&D Character Beak, and so I especially love Charlie.
2: Charlie Arlet is at Charlie Arlet on Twitter. Uh, that's Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, A-R-L-E-T. I wanted to point out their beautiful, beautiful art that you can find on Twitter. It's very good. It is really good. And I'm not just saying that for flattery's sake. It's really, really good. They're so talented. Speaking of talented people... Uh, we also want to thank our friends, our family, our fellow podcasters at Lunar Light Studio. Uh, we got other awesome podcasts like Cryptid Keeper, like Good Boys Girls, like Netflix and Kill, like uh Storyboard, Over Which, what you call it? Yeah, Ink Tank. They're all great. All of them. Every single one so of them. You should listen to all of them with the same commitment that you listen to us, because I know you do. I know you're out there. I'm setting expectations, guys. This is how you do that.
1: And uh, I just want to thank the listeners
2: again. Breaking
1: 5,000 is a real big deal, and we're real excited about
2: it. Yeah, we're just little guys, and that's a big deal for us. Yeah. Little guys and persons and non-binary people.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, So that's going to do it. Uh, You know who we shouldn't tell that we broke 5,000? We shouldn't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Don't tell
2: Pawn Shop Lou. Lunar Light Studio.
1: Pretty, witty, and gay.